Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king, Espinal, and joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend, the tank top sage. It's Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. It's called time, though, but it should be called Gangsta Time. Yo, what up, Chris? What's good, everybody listening? Hey. Also joining us, it is uh, the the Edge Lord himself. It is Big News Brian. Sub nerds, Woo, we're back after a little week hiatus. You know, sometimes life gets in your way and you can't record a show, but we are back and better than ever as usual. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of show to go through. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, so let's not waste any time and let's get into plugs. You could find me at. The Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore 37. That's on Instagram. And at New Jump City Josh on Twitter. Oh, yeah, Brian. You can find me at B.ESP on both Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at twitch.tv slash punchline whenever I'm streaming. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and also TikTok, because why not? Uh, you could uh, email the show at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about it on our pre-show chat show that, that we do now, where we uh, just casually chat about other things. Uh, sometimes it's manga, but most of the times it's other things that we're doing, watching, stuff like that. And uh, we answer questions there. Um, so check that out. And uh, you can uh, also comment under any uh, video that you're watching, whether it's the full version of the podcast. And that's it, because I'm not doing highlights right now because of uh, our lack of video capability. But um, that'll be fixed soon. Uh, but yeah, uh, drop a comment under the, under the YouTube video you're watching this on, or uh, you know, give us a like, share the podcast, subscribe, of course. Uh, that's a good way to keep up with our really good chapter of the week poll that we do every week. Um, I put up the poll of uh, the chapters that have come out in the in the uh, corresponding week, and you guys get to vote on your favorites, and we'll share the winner on the show. Uh, so you know, check us out on that. If you prefer audio podcasts, which right now we are pretty much primarily an audio podcast, you can check us out wherever you listen to podcasts whether it's uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, um, Pandora, we're on Amazon Music, we're everywhere that you listen to podcasts. So, uh, you know, check us out on any of those platforms. And I think that's it. I think that's about, about it for uh, plugs. Uh, let's get this show started. One Piece! Oh, yeah. This is One Piece Chapter 1088, Final Lesson. Um, last we left off in the chapter that uh, we missed last week, uh, we are catching up with the goings-on on Full Lead with uh, Garp and uh, the rest of the Marines that have stayed behind to rescue Kobe. Um, and 
we learned a little bit about Garp uh, in his past with his with Aokiji. Um, we learn about these things called the battleship bags, which are basically how Garp trained himself uh, from his youth, where he would uh, spend the day punching full battleships and try to make a dent in them with only his fist, no hockey. And um, at some point, uh, they both uh, Aokiji kind of like took on this role and uh, and also started training in the same method with him until they were both able to make massive dents in battleships with just their fists and no extra powers on top of that. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, and we've very interesting. Yeah. So as the chapter continues onward, uh, we saw that uh, Garp was uh, sneak attacked by uh, Shiryu as he was trying to rescue Kobe from getting impaled by Shiryu's sword. Uh, he managed to uh, bring Shiryu down in one hit, though. Like, although Shiryu's not like out, um, he, you know, he he made him immobile with a hit, um, and you know, that led Aokiji and Garp to continue clashing. Uh, you know. Everything's kind of going crazy. Uh, the, the last chapter ended with uh, Avalo Pizarro using his Isle Isle Fruit to uh, make a giant hand out of the island and uh, bring it down on the marine ship where all of the uh, captured slaves from Fulalad were being offloaded and rescued. And uh, Garp didn't seem too worried about that <laughs> when the chapter was ending as he was telling Kobe to relax because... Um, justice will prevail. Um, mm. And so we start cha this chapter, uh, 1088, with uh, Garp giving uh, a bunch of Marines a lesson. He seems to be, like, lined up in front of a chalkboard, and he asks, um, lesson one, an old man and a baby have been left behind on an island of ravenous beasts. You are on a rowboat that can only hold two. What do you do? And uh, Kobe answers that he gets off the boat so both of them can make it. And um, Garp, is, Garp yells to him that he should leave the old man because he's half dead already. Um, and the Marine... As he beams him in the head with something. What the with a marker. That? <laughs> oh. um, they rebounded off his forehead. <laughs> it's good aim, to be honest. Um, yeah, to say the least. Yeah, so Garp yells, is like, no, you leave the old man. He's half dead anyway. Um and by, and you know there's like a marine behind him being like Garp you can't say that, and um, he and Garp says what did you think to join what did you join the navy to think uh, to save, you know it's people's futures obviously and you have a longer future than some old man, take the baby and make the most of all those years, and um, he gets reprimanded for telling people of that, um, you know but he maintains that you know the future of the young is in, is infinite. Um, and we cut over two weeks earlier where, um, Kobe does, uh, he trades where he makes the trade for himself for the rest of the Marines that were on the boat while they were on Amazon Lily. So he basically, you know, traded 800 soldiers for himself as a captive. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's what happens. And we cut over to the present as uh, Pizarro is reaching over to the ship, still with his ILL fruit, and um, 
he's uh we cut over to the island proper and garp is yelling to them to um, basically save everybody on the boat he says i'll give you an opportunity you captain kobe you destroy the hand of the island monster and rear admiral Groose and uh, will protect the ship from the falling rubble and helmeppo is going to basically run uh interference you know like just trying to stop people from uh getting in their way essentially so be, be fodder be fodder <laughs> uh so go the, forth my son <laughs> so the three of them run off uh start making their way towards uh the the hand um meanwhile hemapo uh basically takes a bullet for them um and you know we cut back to garp who is standing and he's like and aokiji's standing before him saying like where are you going garp with those wounds and he's like you mean these scratches and uh he does like he basically moves like the flash and uh and punches the shit out of aokiji into the ground and uh he still proceeds onward he just like jumps as high as he possibly can up to the level of the weird skull mountain that Avalo Pizarro is inhabiting. And he uses uh, his galaxy divide to basically destroy that giant mountain uh, with one punch. Galaxy divide. And uh, yeah, Avalo took a pretty big hit there. Uh, he's trying to keep the island, his island face together. Um, and at that point, uh, Garp starts to think to himself, he's like, hey, Kobe learns fast, but he's always hurt. He's like starting to experience a memory. He's always hurt. I see all those bandages on him. So, you know, and uh, Helmeppo explains like, oh, Kobe's injuries, you see them? Well, he told me not to keep it, uh, keep it a secret. So, you know, don't tell him I told you. But the truth is, uh, and there's a flashback within the flashback where uh, Kobe basically talks about how he's the he's the least natural fighter there so he has to work 10 times as hard or 200 times as hard to uh, be a great sailor to who keeps good people safe um so at every time every night after training with garp he starts using the battleship bags the same method that garp grew up with just punching them until he's strong enough to make huge dents in them on his own and right on cue uh, we get a big two-page spread as uh, Kobe arrives at the palm of the giant island hand, and he says uh, he he delivers his ultimate blow, honesty impact, and basically punches this guy like straight through. You would think a sword ran through uh, Pizarro's hand, a beam, even. Uh, dare I say, a beam? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, we like those. We do enjoy those here on this show. So I will say that this is a beam punch. Um, and yeah, basically it destroys the hand. Uh, Pizarro also starts to feel the effects himself. Um, uh, Groose uses his powers to stop the rubble from coming down on everybody. And, uh, the day is pretty much saved. Uh, everything's, uh, pretty, pretty copacetic in that, in that sense. Um, but that's when Tashigi starts calling Garp is like, okay, you know, everybody's safe. You can make your way over here now. And Garp is like, get away from the Island full speed. I'll manage on my own. He says, your safety is the top priority here. So he commands everybody to go forward. And, uh, we get a little, uh, a panel of Garp basically freezing 
Uh, I don't know if he's impaled necessarily, but there is a fucking iceberg shooting out of what looks like to be his chest. Um, I want to say he's been impaled. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. For the second time. Probably through the same wound. Yeah, maybe. And he uh, yells over to his uh, comrades that they are the future of the Navy. And he laughs and laughs as he hangs up. Um, And the final two panels are very exciting as we see that uh, there's the... Uh, the next day's headlines spoke of the safe return of uh, Captain Kobe and the disappearance of Pirate Islands, uh, disappearance on Pirate Island of the legendary hero Vice Admiral Garp, and the incident in which Straw Hat Luffy, Emperor of the Sea, barricaded himself within Future Island Egghead. And um, yeah, it looks like we're getting back to Luffy and, and the Straw Hats next week, which is very excited. But um, let's uh, get into our thoughts. Josh, what did you think about One Piece chapter 1,088? Oh, tough, tough, tough. Right. I did enjoy it a lot this week. However, RGC. Yeah, yeah. It's also mine, by the way. Do we have have a... Yeah, it's an RGC for me, too. Unified. Unified RGC. Unified RGC. Go on, Josh. Well, um, I have a question. Was Kobe using Conqueror's hockey? Um, that's very. I'm not talking about Kobe Bryant. I'm talking about Kobe from um, One Piece. It's it's heavily implied that it is. But Black Lightning is a very confusing subject when it comes to to hockey. He has hockey. You talking about the um, the DC character? What? What? The DC character Black Lightning? No, we're talking about like the effect. No, that, he's using that, hockey for sure. Yeah, we know he's using hockey, but Conquerors. Yeah, he has a lightning around the hockey. Yeah, but that but the thing is the the Black Lightning isn't really like. It's it's used in a lot of different contexts, so it's hard to really know for sure. Like it, it, it nine times out of ten, it's probably conquers hockey, but it it could also not be because it's been used in different ways before. Mm. So, um, and this would actually be like if he. It doesn't seem like he knows he has hockey, like conquers hockey. Um, which would make him the fastest person to learn advanced conquerors without knowing that they have conquerors hockey, you know. So my my it's reasoning maybe Zoro. It's Zoro also, I yeah. think is up there. My reasoning aside from the black lightning displayed, uh well it was two things. One, the sheer output of his strength is I felt like similar to Garp's. Oh, I don't think he achieved that without using Conqueror's hockey himself. Would you guys, I mean, how do you feel about that point specifically? Mike, can you repeat that? I said that, um, I think that just off the, the, the fact that he's like, that punch was as strong as something that Garp could do or like close to. And the fact that, you know, Garp could pull off those feats using conqueror's hockey i feel like it's kind of like a dead giveaway like he's using the same because it's clear that garp is using conqueror's hockey right yeah yeah 
So, I mean, so that's my, that's one point. Right. But the other thing to me was, I guess his conviction before he made the punch, which, you know, it's, it's manga. I guess a lot of characters, you know, make a conviction in their mind and then do their attack. But like, he made a point that he was going to do something for the sake of others. I guess like a leader, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like when the other characters have, you know, achieved conquerors hockey, it's when they got that, you know, that mind state. Mm -hmm. He definitely made a big deal out of it with Luffy and Zoro. Uh, with it, you know, being about their mindset. Luffy always had it. Well, I guess, you know, Luffy had it since the time skip, but, um, and, you know, showed it a little bit prior. But Zoro, he he started to realize it in his mind. Like, yeah, so I guess it's more with Zoro. Like, he realized it in his mind. So this might have been the first time Kobe was using Conqueror's Hockey, uh, and, you know, in order to attack with it anyway, to weaponize it. But, um, yeah, I think, there you go. Destroy it or they'll die. People will die because of me. Well, technically, Zoro had it since uh, Alabasta. Technically, no, I don't think he had it since No, no, anime doesn't count, bro. It's it's because of Ashura, like the Ashura movie he did. Ashura, he didn't do it in uh, he didn't do that in Ashura in 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 Alabasta. Yeah, he did okay. against um what his finishing move on uh Mister Two or Mister nope. One, whatever. That wasn't that wasn't Ashura. Isn't that no? He Ashura is inherently conqueror's hockey. Yeah, it's a it's a how. It's a manifestation of his Anker's hockey. Yeah, but he did. Oh. But he also didn't use it. He used it in um, any lobby for the first time, actually. Oh. Yeah, against the Jurek. Yeah, against oh, the Jurek. Okay, that's what it was. You're right. Jurek. I was thinking of something else. How do you know that's his manifestation of his hockey? I don't think that's true. Because he, the only other time he's ever used it, he's only used it once. Oh, he's only used it twice. The first time was in any lobby, and the second time was when he used Conqueror's Hockey against King. No, he's used it again. No, he's only used it twice. Hmm. We have quite the debate on our hands, yeah. Hmm. Well, so look, are we all in agreement that um, Kobe Beef is using um, Conqueror's Hockey? Um, yeah. I don't see right. why not. Yeah. Are you going to make a stance in solidarity as, as, no, it's, solidarity it's, as New Jump City? It's likely that he used it. Oh, he, so when he used it on, um, he only used it twice. Once during, uh, any Slavi and once during, uh, against Kaido, which cut him, which actually left a scratch on him. So, I don't know. In my opinion, there's still a lot of room to interpret it differently, as in that that was just a special move before. And when he did it against Kaido, he was starting to awaken that energy, which helped do the sword. We had a whole conversation about this. It is not? described as definitely through sheer will, Zoro creates an illusion of two more heads and four more arms appearing on him. Yeah, yeah. but this isn't Nen, you know what I'm saying? Or like fucking jutsu it's just he's just hitting him so hard and so fast sheer will like 
sheer will conquers hockey. That is uh that is close to conquerors, I will say. Is that it? Is that what yeah, I all right. Well, I'm not gonna die on that hill. Yeah, I'm not gonna die on it. It's not really worth it, to be honest. I I will concede. Zoro been about that life. That's fine. I like Zoro. Uh well, yeah. I guess we'll see what Kobe in the future. But aside from all of that, this is a I knew I think we all kind of knew this was gonna happen with Garth, right? Everyone's seen seen it happen. We talked about it a little bit in the last mm-hmm. chapter, but you know, it's Garth. Oh no, we didn't because it came back last week and we didn't do okay, well whatever. Look. I felt like Garth was a pack. So I wasn't surprised by the outcome, but it was still kind of crazy how they got to it. Um, it was, this was clearly Garp pass. This was Oda showing us that Garp is indeed passing the torch to Kobe. And also Kizaru is a, no, not Kizaru. Um, please help me, Iceman. Iceman. Uh, mm. uh, Kizaru. Oh, no, thank duh. you. No, Derp. Jesus. I'll take a Derp for that one. That's fine. Yeah, you got that. Well, I'm gonna just call him Iceman now because of that. So, um, the Iceman. Yeah, like it. It's crazy because I, I kind of like this character and now. I'm like, eh, he's a cornball. Alkiji. Yeah, he ain't had to side with Blackbeard. <laughs> but <laughs> now, now I just, I just, I don't know the the his connection. I didn't like the way he was talking to Garp. Um. Because it's not like Garp was. Garp put a lot of work in to help people as far as what was shown in the series. So Aokiji having this like negative, this kind of uppity attitude towards him in the fight was like slightly annoyed me. But whatever. He also looked really dope at the end when he was like, you know, frozen over. I can't wait to see him really fight somebody. You know, we get to watch it, we, you know, read it or whatever. Mm hmm. That's gonna be cool. Um, Hell, Mepo ain't do a motherfucking thing, man. He still he deflected a bomb. Whatever. He didn't deflect a bomb. I think he took it. He tanked it. He did tank it. Yeah, man. He probably he tanked out. it. I was playing. I thought he was supposed to be Zoro's end goal. Let me stop. <laughs> but he's supposed to be someone that fights Zoro, right? Like that's that's what's gonna be. Kobe's gonna fight Luffy and. Helmuffle's gonna fight Zoro. They're both gonna lose, but you know. The way Helmuffle's looking right now, he's sorry. <laughs> he's sorry. He is sorry. He's sorry, and his swords are foul, and his style is whack. His, co- his, his time is coming, though. I have a- he, he died for Kobe. He, no, he didn't. He, he survived. No, I mean, like, stylistically. Oh. Well, like not in this chapter. Like Kobe had, like Oda had to sacrifice his character design to make Kobe look so cool. I think the editor said, "Listen, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. You have to make one of them lame, or you can't make one of them that cool." What's it gonna be? I think Helmeppo is gonna gonna come up at some point. He better with them whack ass boomerang swords. What the fuck are those? They have those are actual like, swords, I think. swords. I think they're real swords. I'm just uh let me see. Brian, can I mean, you look up? I, know, uh, I don't doubt the, the I forget what they're called. The lid. Yeah, but like look I'm, up Helmepo and they explain look what swords he Horny for him. 
Huh? They look goofy with him. He looks goofy with them. He does look goofy. He's an Uber to be goof, fair, bro. But to be fair, he'd look goofy with a lot of things. He's holding two fucking bananas in his hand. He's <laughs> in a bucket hat. What is, what is he, in Hawaii? His plantain swords? Vacation? He's out there saving his man. What? His plantain swords? Yeah, plantain. Yeah, you, yeah. Man. Yeah, I, man. What sword is that? Yeah. You I could know. probably look up Helmeppo and then in the wiki they'll explain it. What does he think? He thinks he's Gojo and he's not. Is that what he thinks? Gojo. He he had the blindfold before Gojo came out. Oh, and Gojo I stole it. his swag and said, "This is how you do it." It's Kukuri swords. Kukuri swords. I don't think I these mean, are. I don't think. Well, well, how, how do you? How, what 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 are they about? Then, Brian? Very nice. <laughs> about them. What do you mean? I mean, what's the general like? What's what's unique about them aside from their shape? Like, why are they shaped like that? I don't the know. Person? They're just a, they're just fucking. You want me to look up the history of Kukuri blades? It's not right there. It's not like next. How'd you, how'd you find out that it was called that? You Googled I that. just Googled how Meppo. LOL. Kakuri. All right, Google Kakuri. Short sword, sword with a distinct recurve in its blade originated in the Indian subcontinent. It serves Ooh. multiple purposes as a melee weapon and also a regular cutting tool throughout mm. most of South Asia. So he is cutting bananas up with them. It could be like, like I mean, in that, theory. that is a realistic, yeah. Like you could use it to cut through like yeah. foliage while you're walking through while you're hiking. Yeah, you're you right. It That's a machete, yourself. basically. It's very versatile. Yeah, curved machete. Listen, I'm not saying it doesn't have its real world application. It by themselves, I'm sure they're okay. The hell metal holding them. I mean, we talk about dweeb universe right here you know what i'm like i don't i don't know how else to articulate it you say dweeb universe i did man i'm running out of <laughs> terms to use on this show i never thought i'd see the day i need to i need a refresh yeah you need to get your shit together i need to have let y'all talk about one piece now because it's been a long time What's yeah up? Brian, you, what do you think brian you? Um, I I really like this chapter. Um, any time we get more development on Kobe, I'm very excited. I've been waiting for for Kobe to get more shine because he's kind of like the Marine version of Luffy, you know. Um, especially now you see more of the the similarities between each other. Like I bet you, if Luffy didn't eat the dough fruit, this would have been exactly what he did. He would have been exactly what Kobe was. Just training to to keep up, and um, not wanting to fall behind. He shows he showed his like his undying will to like be someone who can protect others, and he's had that since hit the first chapter since we first saw him, and it makes sense, you know. Um, most shows like this would be kind of like an ass pull. But in the way that the series is set up and the way that um, like hockey works and how much will and dreams play come into play, um, it's highly believable that Kobe would train like that. It's highly believable that Kobe would unlock conquerors this way, you know, and it all works out. And I'm so fucking happy to see um 
that the rest of the world is getting uh more developed and we're getting to see more of the marines and the future of the marines it's just oh man so fucking good bittersweet Uh, but i agree yeah but this is this isn't just the future of the marines like as they are this is the future of the marines um as it could be you know like these three could be the the ones who set the course correctly for uh for the future of the marines and you know it's nice to see these could be the three admirals that we're looking at working under what's his name blind dude fujitora you think fujitora is going to be the next guy it's either i think fujitora is going to be admiral like fleet admiral Mm. it just makes sense the way that he carries himself well i think he's like an outlaw now so i don't think so (laughs) yeah but he could also be yeah maybe by the end of the series they won't like clear his name yeah but yeah those those are my thoughts really really good stuff from oda as per usual is it on break next week i god i hope not hmm I don't think I could take it. <laughs> but yeah, those are my thoughts. Nice. Um, yeah, I agree with a lot of those. I do think they're going to be the next Marines. I mean, the next uh, Admirals. And I do think that together with Luffy, they're going to, you know, create a better Marine and hopefully a better world and stuff. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I like. That's the vibe I got from like with Garp and Kobe. Like this is something positive that they're trying to build on. Luffy yeah. can't do it all by himself. Not just a bunch of pirates. Arg. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I really like this chapter a lot. I don't think Garp is dead, or this will be the last we see of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. We haven't seen him what die. What do you mean? If Pell can survive a nuke, Garp can survive this. Am I allowed, Chris? Sure. A minute? Okay, even quicker. Listen, um, why the fuck would they keep him as a prisoner? What are they gonna hold him in? So uh, under the under the fucking island or something, he's gonna punch actually, his way out. There's actually a they theory. They can't lock right him up. There's a theory uh, on this. Go for it. So the theory is that um the reason why they captured Moria is so that they can take uh Ze- um Zebek's shadow and put it into somebody. So now there's a chance that uh, Blackbeard will resurrect Zebek by putting his shadow into Garp. Uh, I don't know if that works necessarily. Because that that would only work for Moria. Yeah, exactly. And Moria would be... they They would force Moria to do it. To inject someone's shadow into somebody is like a very temporary thing. And oh, and Blackbeard can make everything dark. So, yeah, but then he'd have to make everything dark whoa. around him at he all could, times. He'll make the world dark, and then it's up to Joy Boy to bring the light back. Mm. Well, mm. technically, you only need the dark if you don't have a shadow. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, actually, you're right. <laughs> Wait, this guy's on to something. Well, <laughs> oh, there's a lot of potential there, so. There's some, I, I mean, um, I don't know. I don't think I think are... he could even steal Garp's shadow and just use it. 
Well, I don't know if you can use the shadow of somebody who's dead, because otherwise, like, oh wait, well, I guess you can. I mean, guards, guard. You can with orbs. No, they as long as the shadows, because remember, uh, fucking, what's his name? Didn't uh has been dead for a while, Ryuma, and they still used his shadow. True, I guess. Well, I was impl- I w- that was me making an argument for why he would probably still be like why they would keep him alive. Not so, you know. I still think he's dead, and that none of, none of this is going to work out. He's not dead. Yeah, I feel like there's a very big golden rule: is if, if you don't see someone taking their last breath in One Piece, if you don't visually see it on the page, there's a there's a probability at least that they're alive. Also, do you see Aokiji freezing his tears? so sad yeah he's dead so man he got him no, he's not dead he's not john wick bro so there's, like... there's also a theory that aokiji froze over the wound he got from shiryu he just went through the same wound and kind of like kept it from bleeding kept him from bleeding out that way yeah until i see him dead i'm not gonna believe he's dead and they also said he disappeared not he died so as far as the world knows. Yeah. I mean, we also don't know how or why or how like the Blackbeard Pirates do anything they do. So there, for all we know, there is a reason they would want Garp to be to be alive still. There has to be a reason why Blackbeard chose to take uh, um, Kobe as prisoner. He did. He did have a reason. He said that it? he wanted to uh, use Kobe as leverage to get uh, the world government to consider uh, the pirate island like an actual island. Yeah, but he had. He and when had, that was taken away, he was like, "I ah, will figure something else out then. No, what, like, so he could have done that with 8000 men in a warship. But he decided to take one one person instead. He took Kobe, who is like seen as the future of the Marines. sword. Yeah, but he's like he he knew that like Kobe's different though. Like Kobe would be the one guy in Sword they would make an exception for. But they didn't though. He he didn't even get a chance to really negotiate. He didn't st- like start any negotiations with them yet. No, but what I'm saying, like they weren't going to rescue Kobe. They were going to leave Kobe. It, Garp went on his own accord. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying is that when that option closed to him, he still said that like, well, we'll, we'll keep you around anyway, just in case. Yeah, he did say that. Like Blackbeard definitely had a plan for Kobe, and then realized, oh, that's not gonna work. Well, no uh, harm, no foul. He figured it happened in real time too. Like they showed that in the flashback. Yeah, okay, I guess I forgot about that. My bad. No, it's all good. Fool. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, there's a yeah, there's lots of love. You know, man. Garp is also like there's just so many people whose pasts I'm super interested in. And Garp is just like another guy who's like part of that equation. It's like why is he the way he is? Why why did his like kids and grandkids turn out so different from him? Yet at the same time there's like shit that within him that is mirrored through Luffy. Like in the last chapter, he was talking about the same he would say something that's like that Luffy would say where when Aokiji asked him to mentor him, he said, don't tread on my freedom. I don't want to do that shit. You know? And I'm wondering, like, what is Garp's real relationship with 
the Navy and what he sees to be, how could he operate under these guys who are like so clearly corrupt? He's got to know that these guys are fucking assholes. That's probably why he runs sword. Uh, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's really interesting that you do pose a good question. Maybe he just, I mean, he's not just because he's so strong and he is smart. Doesn't mean that he's going to always come to the clearest of conclusions. He probably just didn't foresee a situation where maybe overthrowing the government would be a net positive for society. So he figures working, you know, letting the government be and him working alongside of them and having access to do things that he wants to do is probably, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he looked at it that way. Well, you know, um, I think it's, it says something that he were, he runs the outfit that is not really related to the Navy like that, like who are basically, they can do their own thing and they're almost like semi pirates in a way. Right. Extra. Well, especially. that opposed to him becoming some, like becoming a revolutionary, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Who, who's like, he, he, like, Gar- I, I get that explanation because I just feel like if you don't agree with the government, then you don't run sword and be with them and wear their, their Marine outfits and, right. and, and, you know, all of their medals and shit. So I'm sure, you know, he, I don't know. I would assume yeah. he just thinks that that's better. Yeah. Now that you bring that up, one. I'm so curious as to his relationship with Dragon. Like, right. With the, his son, his, you know? <laughs> Son-in-law, kind of. No, his actual son. That's yeah. His they son. they, they name dropped son. him as his son for the first time, so uh, maybe the, no, they mentioned. the dragon mom theory is dead. Well, the thing is, like, Art. they know that he is, like, everybody knows they've like the the higher ups of the navy have made mention when they're giving him shit about Luffy. They're also like, and your son is the fucking revolutionary leader. Wow. So you know that was his role to have revolutionary children yeah yeah i yeah, like his it lineage yeah his son is the is the greatest revolutionary in all in in the world and then his grandson is the, is fighting for the pirate king it's pretty fucked you know what i think i think this is why garp is like really interesting is i think he's also a guy who like values his freedom and stuff and you know he has his duties to the marines so if he ever comes across either of them he'll like do what he has to do but he's not it would be a hypocrite of him for him to actively be angry and chase down dragon and luffy like that because they're also just like being free in their own way Mm. you know yeah, on a personal level, it would be hypocritical. Yeah. And it's also hypocritical, though, because of the uh, corruption. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's, there's like a... Oh, yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah, it is pretty deep. It, it, there's a lot of layers. Yeah, I don't know how he fucking... You never really think about how deep all these characters can go, like, in the outset, until, like, you get a glimpse of his past here and there, and you're like, well, how did this guy become yeah. this guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the key the key to this situation is dragon yeah that's the big that's the missing you know what i'm saying he's the one that's gonna that links i think that's gonna link garp's past to relevancy to you know because obviously dra- you know dragon came to oppose the government while he was while his father worked for it mm-hmm. so like so, you know there is my theory is that he yeah. he like dragon was once a marine and then he learned all the shit that happened from someone 
or somehow he like met one of the fucking elders and they showed him something. Mm-hmm. Or he came across something he wasn't supposed to. And he was like, fuck this. And he left. Negative. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's a super negative. Yeah. I mean, so many things that have to be explained and we think that One Piece is going to end in five years. <laughs> yeah, I don't know good luck, that. Oda. I don't know about that, fam. <laughs> the more things get revealed... <laughs> <laughs> the the way the more things get like it could be done bad and the, quickly like you know it could be yeah but uh, the more that we like travel around the world and uh, th- this time away from the straw hats has been very interesting because the more we travel around we just like get reminded of all these fucking questions that still haven't been answered yet and uh, I for one am very excited to see um, what comes next for it. Also, the big paunches to the to the basic island have were pretty were pretty uh fucking badass. Um, yeah, it was incredible. These are incredible feats of strength from regular people. And may I say, some really good art. You know, like the the island. I always love the design of full lead, and I love that it talks. It's this head. The punches were look like so cool. Yeah, the arts arts taking next level steps. Yeah, when when Oda is able to kind of like really like uh, expand on moments, it's always so cool and very unique. But yeah, I just wanted to give a little note about his art. Good job, Oda. You know what's cool? Like the shading of it all, like. He he's really good at making the island look 3D almost by like mm-hmm. applying the shade and all that stuff. It's very very cool. Yeah, but, it's, it's a, I really like the theme as well. Mm-hmm. There's a very jolly Roger, you know. Yeah. A very stereotypical pirate situation. That's that's my favorite thing about Teach. He's really the most pirate person. Mm-hmm. Yarg. Yeah. Yarg. Um. All right. Well, that's all I gotta say about One Piece, though. Fan, fantastic chapter. Had a good time reading it. Um. You guys ready to move onward then? Yes. All right. Here we go. Let's move on. Bitches get shot. It get heavy. Um. Gra. Uh. My Hero Academia. My Brian Academia. My Brian Academia. This is My Hero Academia, chapter 395, built upon the joy of others. Um, last we left off, Uraraka and, um, and Toga had their heart-to-heart. And, uh, they were a- and Toga was a- well, uh, Uraraka was able to finally uh, break through to Toga, and they had their, their talk. And now all of the Twices are being dispelled as a result of uh, Toga feeling more understood, more valued, more treated like a person. And, um, yeah, all the Twices are evaporating. Um, I think that's Hawks here in this panel. Um, yeah, it's Hawks. Yeah, we, we open with, like, everybody reacting to all of the Twices getting um, uh, getting evaporated. Please. And uh, at that point, uh, Hawks, we get a little look at him as he looks over to the, t- the Toga clone and says, Fair enough. Bubai Gawara was a pretty decent guy, Himiko Toga. And um, 
yeah, uh, there's only one toga left, and she's standing over Uraka, and um, she's having this like internal monologue talking about how she thought she wielded her knife to become those she loved, but wound up gripping it out of rage and hatred, all in order to make a world that's easier for her to live in. Um, so Toga notices all around that uh, Uraka is using her ability to uh, release everybody and give them a gentle landing, which, you know, at the end of the day, uh, in the end, she'll never let anyone down hard. Um, but at the same time, Uraka is still losing uh, a ton of blood. Um, and she sees that Asui is as well. Or, well, we, she sees that Asui is injured. Um, it's uh, it's not looking good for everybody despite all this stuff. And she's like, that much blood loss will be fatal. Um, and she explains that like the League of Villains will destroy everything. And once the dust settles, she knows that it'll be a world that's easier for her to live in. And uh, then she takes like a bunch of Uraka's blood and uh, turns into her. Um, and she says that I, she was so happy to hear what she had to say. And she knows that she said live or die, winner takes all. But the thought of a world without you, I don't like that. And uh, she injects Uraraka with, uh, with one of her uh, blood-sucking needles. And she says, and to show how genuine these, th these feelings are, all of my blood is now yours to have. And uh, she performs basically a drug blood transfusion. Um, and she explains that, like, when I almost died, Jin saved me this way. But since I'm out of blood, out of Jin's blood, I got to turn you, I got to turn into you, Ochako. So, you know, she basically, tra oh, this is why she does it. <laughs> she turns into a Raka so she can have basically the mm -hmm. same blood type as them. Um. And she's like, no, don't. And uh, Toga asks her if she was planning to um, to go to prison and make blood donations till, he, till she died. And she's like, you could have been just fine and dandy catching villains, Ochako. Just eliminating the freaks from the world. Just doing the right thing. Yet, you know, yeah. yeah. I, hmm? Yo, I, I imagine when I was reading this, that when she said, hey, you plan to make those transfusions, huh? And, like, I don't know why I assumed that Uraka... We're gonna be like, no, no. Give you a blood transfusion because you know, trying to stop her from making sets out of her doing the same far right now to save her. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it didn't go that way. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been fucking hilarious. Yeah, she's like, nah, that that, nah. I wasn't gonna that's do that. Not the same thing. No, <laughs> no. Uh, You're assuming. You're assuming something. That's rude. <laughs> you see, I knew you was a villain all along. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, she goes on to talk about that she went above. Uraka went above and beyond for someone who hurt lots of her friends and and stabbed her up a bunch. And she's like, "You're kind of weird, Ochako." Um, and you know, Ochako is basically begging her to stop. Um. And and Toga says that she lives and she loves as she pleases. Um, and she's like, I can't let you catch me, just like how you were, you can't bear the fact bear letting me get away. She says that she's sorry for stabbing and screaming at her. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry for stabbing. Yeah, sorry, my bad, bro. I was I was and tweaking. <laughs> you know what? I wasn't really thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. 
Drop a casual NB. <laughs> I may or may not have blown this whole thing out of proportion. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> uh, saw we. You remember that episode of South Park where they had the BP of guy? Of course. <laughs> sorry. BP. I've never forgot what BP did. Yeah. I'm saw we. Saw we. I'm saw we. <laughs> Um, so yeah, she explains that Toya burned her whole, uh, her old house down. Um, you know, he made it go away for my sake, but, uh, he, she said that it made him ha- it made her happy, but even with the house gone, the bad stuff is still there in my heart. And, you know, said she did, you didn't make it go away, you know, and as painful as it was when you reached out to me, my heart felt so light. <clears throat> and she said, I, it's like, I could just float away. And uh, we get this two-page spread and where uh, Togas thanks uh, Uraraka for saving her and uh, that she's made her genuinely, truly happy. So, you know, she says, like, I wanted to become other people so bad, so in fits of jealousy and affection, I drank all their blood. And she's like, maybe if I'd known this sooner and maybe if I'd just known this feeling sooner, then despite how badly I wanted to drain their blood, I would have yearned to give my blood away too. And she's like, if I had experienced this sort of love, then maybe I would have had an easier time living in this world. And uh, I guess she passes away in Uraraka's, right next to Uraraka. And she says that she is Himiko Toga. She lives and loves. She lives and loves how she pleases, and that's how she made her way in life. Just a normal girl with the cutest smile in the world. And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, Josh. What did you think about My Hero Academia, Chapter 395? So you think Garak is dead? I mean, you think uh, Himiko Toga is dead? You know what? Maybe not. Maybe I could oh, be wrong about right. that. right, because, you know, we didn't see her take a last breath, for sure. That's true. But it's heavily yeah. implied. Same thing, Brian, right? Yep. No, my God, he's so mad. <laughs> Why, are you mad Why are you mad, bro? Why are you mad, bro? Now, um, this was a satisfying end to this, uh, to this little situation and to Himiko Toga as a character in the series. You know, I don't, I think, I think one of the, one of the reasons I was able to be so patient with this is because, you know, I, it wasn't obvious. It wasn't obvious the direction from, uh, that that he meet, that Toga's like story was gonna go, and that's for like you know reasons as far as like information withheld probably for too long or just not enough uh, being shown in general. But um, oh, I lost my train of thought a little bit. <laughs> well, let me make a different point. I really I thought it was really sweet. Uh, the t- the chapter in general, but I guess the way like they the two girls had a conversation with each other, and how Toga just started really appreciating Uraka for you know what she's doing as a friend. It was it was a it was very realistic her coming to that conclusion. It wasn't like they fought and I said I get you now, sis. You know what I'm saying? She was still ready. That's what it was. She um. She was ready to keep it going. 
You know what I'm saying? But she decided to save her friend and sacrifice her life. It's not like, because she said, like, listen, I want I want villains to win and change the world, and I think I, the world, that, that world would be better to live in. But I love you more than that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to save you. It was Toga taking complete control of her own, of what she wants to do. And then just that moment with her, you know, interpreting her quirk differently. Like, it, it wasn't us saying what if it was literally herself, you know, the, like the character and talking about, man, like, I probably could have been a nurse or something like that, giving out blood transfusions or like, you know, I could have, you know, maybe people would have really liked that. I switched, you know, some changes to the other people I like, you know, I, whatever. I just thought it was very well done. I don't, I don't want to drag it too much. If I, if I remember the other point I was trying to make, I'll come back to it. Brian, what do you um, think about the chapter? Part of me, I really like this ending, actually. I do like this ending, but part of me really wishes, like, if she is dead, or if she did die this chapter, part of me really wishes that she was the one to, like, be rehabilitated, you know? Or at least go into rehabilitation. Because mm. I feel like that's the whole point of her right like her whole thing is that you know society treated her terribly like society treated her this way because of her quirk and who she was and i feel like with proper rehabilitation um she could be somebody who could um change for the better and she did she did show that she could change for the better and um i feel like with the League of Villains kind of dropping dead, like, one by one here, or at least, you know, it seems that's that's what's happening. Um, like, where's the room for society to right the wrongs they did, you know? Where's the where's the room for, um, for these, the next generation to, uh, um, save the kids within these villains? Um, Uraka did like an amazing job, but I feel like, you know, Toga dying here kind of takes away, um, the chance for her to further the progress she did here, you know? Um, I'm okay with how this ended. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that this is terrible. I liked it, but I feel like death doesn't always have to be um a way to redeem a character you know or at least i know my hero doesn't really do that all that often but um death didn't have to be the answer here like you know time and dedication and um a persistence in trying to make change that i feel like would have been a stronger message for toga like for her to be dedicated to be better or for her to for society to be dedicated to help her I feel like that would have been such a stronger message for her story. And um, I feel like it's just a missed opportunity, in my opinion. But um, I still think this is a really good way to show who she could have been by turning into Uraka, like you mentioned, and um, giving her a blood transfusion. Um, this is who she could have been if society had treated her um with more 
you know respect and more um and and less like uh fear you know and she it really, could have been donating like, organs and stuff yeah. too yeah, exactly. Like it's insane how much she could have done for 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 the world if she weren't if she were just guided in the right direction. Um and it really puts into perspective like how much Shinso um like this really puts a lot of respect on his fucking name because he had a quirk similar to all these people that's you know seen as like a villain quirk like this you you're just going to become a bad person because you have this quirk and he stood strong to his morals and fought to be better in a world that was against him at all at all turns you know and i it's it's honestly like incredible um i know my hero um kind of falls short on a lot of things but the best thing about my hero is the discussions on um hero society and how um how people get affected by you know their like quote-unquote righteousness when it comes to their views on the world like if you don't have a shiny bright power that is like point and click like clear yeah that's a hero you're kind of like thrown to the wayside you're either you're either just a regular regular person that nobody cares about or you're worse you're someone who's going to hurt people and um toga was like a poster child for that so though those those were my thoughts on on my hero i'm i liked it i liked this ending for her but i feel like he, uh we could have done more with it hmm. that's all Chris, what are your thoughts? Uh, uh, Chris, I actually have a rebuttal, if you don't oh, yeah. mind. Go for it. So the the way I look at the League of Villains now, like at this point in the series, is that like I can I, I can see that they all all the characters represented a certain aspect of society of the of like hero society that's like neglected, I guess, or shunned. Um, you know, Spinner being uh, um, better human, better, yeah. What? What are they called again? Heteromorphs. Yeah, heteromorph. Um, uh, you know, uh, Dobby being a victim of abuse and an orphan. You know what I'm saying? And how someone like him just slipped through the cracks in that society, I guess. Um, although that was a little bit more personal with family, but I digress. Toga in my opinion, was had the potential to be and was expressed it was it was it was reached the potential uh, at least somewhat in this chapter as far as how potent you know the 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 issues with hero society is in in this series. Like this is in my opinion uh Horikoshi's best attempt to to validate what it is the villains are, are quote unquote fighting for, I guess. All for one just wants to do whatever the fuck he wants, right? He's a cartoon villain. That's why none of us fucking like him outside of swag. That's because he has a lot of it. <laughs> but, so much. Um, let's, let's be honest, right? Be honest. <laughs> but, I, don't, I, don't um, think, I like I like that one for all doesn't have morals. It, well, it's a good, yeah, not it, everyone has to be deep. Yeah. It's a it's a good it's a good like um 
like what's the word um it's like a good foil to shigaraki you know sure but i don't want to uh, digress too much that is a good point though and i'd love to talk about that another time that's interesting but um anyway so look with toga right i i think she, hers is the best example because you know she her story is about her but it's also much bigger than her because she represents all of the all of the people with quirks that again are are shunned and already given this label that puts them down a certain path of society and that is really problematic and it's generally the case with probably a lot of the villains in that society um you know like guys with with, with these weird quirks or these real destructive quirks that people are scared of i mean bakugo what we you know what i'm saying even us as readers had the thought that maybe he might become a villain at some point at least well i had those thoughts very early in the series you know before it became clear that he was going to you know really fight for justice etc and i have my doubts though but that that's what i feel like you know i i, I hope I, you know i want you to kind of see that point brian as far as with toga she her dying here is really important and just to be clear i don't think it's it's a i actually was not being facetious earlier like i don't i think she's going to be saved i don't think horikoshi has the guts to let her die <laughs> but we'll <laughs> see but if i think nonetheless you know her dying is the perfect tragedy to show that fact that yeah like she could have been someone that turned out that that probably could have if she survived this situation contributed to society like learn to you know deal with whatever issue she you know her, her violent tendencies and then train her quirk to you know help people etc cetera, etc cetera. but it's so much more relevant that it's like you know for someone like ochako she lost someone that she cared about so maybe this inspires her to say we can't ever let this happen again with anybody you know because again i think that's that's what the message here is and what and what the these these children are going to change about like that hero society to make things you know better to try to make people more aware of the of of the conditions that lead to people being villains in the first place toga toga's death here is is is, is important and reminiscent for all of the other weirdo quirk people i guess for lack of a better word <laughs> you understand what i'm saying it would be yeah. nice if she said, I think it invalidates or weakens what Ochako was trying to understand and do. If anything, it makes, I think it kind of drives that will stronger. Could you, do you see her giving up because, you know, she died? Or do you see her going harder for that fact, you know, in your opinion, Brian? She'll, I think regardless, she's already on the course to like, you know, like try to be like to bring society back to well not back to but bring society to a more accepting state when it comes to um to how they treat people like when it comes to quirks but yeah. i i do agree that you know her death would light uh, like a bigger fire within uraka for sure and hopefully a lot of other people that relate to to Toga and would say, you know what? 
you know, they could maybe it's a way for some of the for for the maybe like older crowd of 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 villains to to say, hey, I don't I don't want my life to get to a point where I I, I you know I, I my you know I die or get or get sent to fucking prison for the rest of my life. Like maybe I should rely. You know that her death could could motivate a lot of things. But it, it, you know, it would be nice if she was still alive, though. All of all of Hero Society <laughs> saw this happen, by the way. Like, this was in the in the heat in the heart mm-hmm. of the battle. Um, yeah, all of Hero Society saw what Uraka did. So it's a genuine tragedy, in my eyes. Like they saw her literally show all, like, show everyone that these are humans. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I well executed. All right. So and that was the end of my rebuttal. Yeah. Um. I agree with you guys. Sorry, um. No, I agree with you guys. I'm. I thought I. I was trying to like think of things that uh that wasn't really ground already tried, because I think you guys covered everything pretty well. But mm-hmm. um, one thing I do want to note is that like, I think like that one of the cool things about my hero is that it's just like kind of about how like no matter no matter how like advanced a society gets there's always a potential for abuse and no matter how like sophisticated our systems become there will always be people who like slip through the cracks and uh, all the league of villains are those people who just like kind of slip through there will always be like prejudices and you know the superpowers is just another prejudice to be added what kind of power do you have you know um and Togo was definitely a victim of that. I didn't this is like a plot line that I I just like didn't really understand for whatever reason whether maybe I I I was like not just not understanding it for years or you know maybe like it could have been communicated a little better but Horikoshi in like this last battle with Toga really like clarified a lot of things that was uh that was super important. Um especially since we're all getting, you know, more backstory on the league in general, um, mm-hmm. in the, in these last moments. Um, I, yeah, it, it was just really well done. And I, I don't know if Toga's dead for sure. Um, I would think that she might be because maybe Horikoshi, I feel like Horikoshi is more, uh, open to letting characters go, you know, to serve a greater purpose in general like he did it to twice and twice was a pretty popular character um so i don't know maybe he, maybe she does live it doesn't really matter either way in the sense because uh this is more about like getting the younger and more empathetic generation to really like give them the drive to overturn society which i think that's what I think that's like something that My Hero Academia has been hinting at for a long time. They talked about how yeah. when, when Quirk started to manifest at first, it was like total chaos. You know, people were like taking advantage of stuff and, you know, using their powers for evil or good or whatever. It was like just madness, as it would be if like superpowers just suddenly manifested. Um, but as like generations go on, went forward, it got a little better and a little better. Um, you know, there were... and you know, it obviously is not perfect and it's just like sliding into familiar systems of superheroes and supervillains in this, in this case. But 
I think that's like a very interesting point that they try to make is that when you think of when you create that binary of hero agencies and just villains that are out there, um, it's hard for when you impose that on society, society will only work within that binary, you know, because that's mm-hmm. all they got. Is that there's people who use their powers for good and the rest are you're just like neutral or bad, but those in positions of power that are granted the ability to use their powers for good by whatever hierarchy it is, like a government or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's you know, that's society, you know. It's like any of us, like any of us could be just like a cop, but any of us can be like a, a criminal, quote unquote. You know? But it's, I guess, like, who puts you in that position of power that, like, matters. And I think what these kids are going to realize going forward is that the next step is to kind of break out of that binary and try to catch mm. these problems before they happen. Yes. Uh, wow, next, very well said, Chris. Yeah, the next step. That was really for, well said, man. I, I believe that the next step for Hero Society is for it to be more... Like for everybody to be involved, not just heroes. I I would hope so too, honestly. Because that well, the that's... point is, you don't want to have villains at all. You don't want to have people out there disturbing the peace. No, you, but you want to stop the. You want to prevent the. I think when causes, he for them wanting to do those things. I think what he means leading down to that path. Yeah, I think what he means is that more like society takes a, a more vested interest in itself. You know, like mm. it's more like built on community, not necessarily that like civilians are going out there being superheroes and stopping crimes, but, you know, also being involved in the effort of, like, catching these problems before they happen. Because all of these wounds are inflicted not necessarily by heroes all the time. It's for the people around them, you know? just like people around them who are, like, dependent on heroes to do literally everything when it comes to to society. Like, um, Shigaraki, this wouldn't have happened to him if hero society weren't so like dependent on heroes like shigaraki was ignored because people were like oh yeah you know what a hero will come around and help this kid you know and a kid and a hero never came oh when he was a homeless yeah when he was a homeless kid like everybody literally just walked past him because they just assumed that heroes would take care of it it's just like an over-reliance on it and it's something that has to change. People have to be, you know, more um, urgent. They have to have a sense of urgency for themselves. It's also like, if you look around at who really affected them when they were young and made them, it was, it was like, you know, Toga's parents and, you know, Toga's neighborhood, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. vi- the village that, um, the, the, or the town that Spinner grew up in, you know, right. Toya's family. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, these, these these power structures that, that yeah. surround the it characters. It wasn't that yeah, like you want, a hero you fucked them over right now. Chris is cooking. I am cooking. Think it said, "Oh, well, y'all covered a lot of stuff, but you know, <laughs> I got this lens on." <laughs> keep keep frying it up, bro. No, yeah, no, it's. I think, uh, yeah, that's that's more also what what hurts them the most is just like generally societies, just humans looking after each other without the need of uh, a power structure to got, hold their hand through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like to get to that point eventually, mm-hmm. which is kind of the point I, I want to stress it, which I, I hope is the intent 
you know, being expressed with this comic is that, you know, like the issue was that society was stagnating for various different reasons. You know what I'm saying? But like human society has, has undergone so many changes, you know, it's, it's natural. It's natural for things to change. And the key to, to, to having a balance, in my opinion, is just for people to stay aware of that fact to know that hey like we must always constantly challenge i guess in real life too right but even in this comic like they have to be aware and inspect and be critical of the things around them mm-hmm. you know challenge their perspective say hey you know we see have these problems we've been you know ha- have have the way we've been tackling them has it been working is it really working for people you know is it more for, you know that to constantly check yourself we can't just get comfortable we're doing one, you know, one way of things. That's how all of these toxic uh, uh, structures take form. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how they're allowed to take form because you know people don't check them. And uh, you know, that's 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 what ha- that's what I feel like happened with that hero society. It just kind of got to that point. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's it for me. <laughs> I think that's all my thoughts. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty solidly put together. It's very consistent with themes of my hero. Um, and I think that goes for whether Toga dies or not. If she dies, it's a little stronger, I guess. It's like a more powerful message. But at the end of the day, it's about like what happens after. And, you know, if Toga is alive to see Uraraka change the world, you know, based on what she learned from her. That's also good. Right. I wonder what the streets are saying. What are the streets saying? Um, that this is. How they been oh, feeling these chapters? Um, on honestly, there's not a lot being said aside from the fact that, um, you know, people thirsting about, uh, Uraka and, um, Toga being like, a love story. All that right. would be that would be different. Yeah, that's like a different <laughs> Well, yeah. you know, the streets can let us know in the comment section of this video or or emails at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any thoughts of the chapter. Um we'd love to hear from from folks about what they think and what the what the what the streets are talking about as well. Uh have a two-way discussion going because I think it's I think a lot of these series are uh really interesting to like have discussions of and if we have a fan base out there that's willing to talk to us about it um let us know and uh you know we'll we'll address like your thoughts on the show uh uh, your thoughts about the chapters on the show so let us know streets (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that's uh that's all for uh for me uh you guys ready to move onward yes sir Oh, yeah, then let's get it started. I don't really have to fucking care who's who's in my way. I'm going to fucking kill everybody. Jujutsu Kaisen. There is, yeah, there is no new Jujutsu Kaisen this week, but we do have last week's Jujutsu Kaisen that we didn't get to cover because we were off. So, uh, yeah, yeah, let's get into you think it. We wasn't going to cover that Gojo Rama? Uh, of course we were. We were not going to miss a week of Jujutsu Kaisen if we could help it. So, this is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 229 in Human Makyo Shinjuku Showdown part 7. <sighs> Still nice with it. Uh last we left off, uh Gojo and uh 
and Sukuna are continuing their domain off. Um, and uh, it's been going pretty, pretty crazy, you know, pretty, pretty even so far, except for this time, uh, Gojo seems to have made it, uh, managed to break through and actually hit Sukuna significantly. Um, but there seems to be a cost. He has like this nosebleed all of a sudden, which Okotsu peeps. He notices. Nobody else notices, it seems. But Okotsu's like, hmm, I don't like the look of that. And uh, Gojo just wipes his nose, and, he, and uh, they do domain expansion again. Um, so, you know, they do it again. Uh, and the 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 commentating booth of every other main character in the series is basically saying that Sukuna can uh, can also repair burnt out curse technique with reverse technique. So they both, you know, they that's confirmation that Sukuna can also do it. Um, and they also ask the very important questions. How many times have we said curse technique today? Um, so many times. Um, so, you know, uh, they, they keep discussing about it. Saying, During the three minutes until Sukuna destroys the outer shell of Gojo's domain, Gojo has to hurt Sukuna enough that Sukuna can't maintain his own domain. So, you know, he's... Uh, but Shoko breaks it and says that Gojo can immobilize Sukuna by bathing him in unlimited void for just a few seconds. If he can destroy Malevolent Shrine in three minutes, Gojo wins. And so, you know, we cut to the inside of the domain battle. Uh, they're just fucking fist fighting straight up. Uh, it's it's kind of wild. They're just like knocking each other around and whatnot. Uh, but then all of a sudden the Malevolent Shrine breaks as well as the Unlimited Void. Uh, and they separate again. But this time, Gojo seems to have maintained a lot of damage. His, half his face, almost half his face is gone. Uh, so, nice. you know, it and it broke at the Two exact same time. Yeah. Harvey Yeah, <laughs> Two-Face. Gotham's that way, Sukuna. Yeah. <laughs> In the wrong town. <laughs> this is Shinjuku. Um, So... Yeah, they realized that uh, it broke at the exact same time of uh, of th uh, three minutes, so it's still consistent. But Gojo is stronger; is a stronger fighter inside the domain, and um, you know they they fight some more, but then they do domain expansion again. Uh, so they're like, "Wait, just now, what happened?" He's and uh, Okotsu is like, "Maybe, but only maybe." I think Gojo's domain was slightly faster this time. And um, yeah, uh, we cut back inside of the domain battle and they there's like a narration that explains that curse technique repair lags depending on the degree of physical healing. So the difference was less than 0.1 seconds. So I guess that facial damage that uh, Gojo uh, inflicted on Sukuna took just that much longer to heal. But that was all the time... It need that was necessary for the unlimited void to hit, and um, yeah, uh, that Gojo just gets stuck in it, and in that moment, uh, Gojo takes advantage, impales Sukuna again through the heart, and inside uh, Satoru Gojo's domain in the in the two minutes and forty seconds since the last domain expansion, uh, malevolent shrine collapses. And that leaves uh, Gojo, uh, Sukuna fully taking on the Unlimited Void. He is like, whoa. And uh, 
Gojo goes in. He's like, a lot. yeah. Gojo goes in and he's like, I still want to crush his heart, lungs, and liver. So he's closer to death than Yuji was at the de- at the detention center. But now, eh, too late. Uh, Sukuna uses uh the his uh his ten shadows technique to summon the eight handled sword, Divergent Sila Divine General Maharaga, and we get a big awesome two-page spread of Maharaga emerging and uh man gojo looks worried now because he's like fuck i have to destroy it with one attack before he can adapt to unlimited void uh and right before he tries something uh maharaga just destroys the uh domain and that is when the chapter ends jesus christ <laughs> uh josh what did you think about jujutsu kaisen chapter 229 yeah this this was this was ridiculous um he, he pulled out his trump card at the perfect time to def- he saved it he saved it to 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 not only um save him from losing the fight like immediately you know in that scenario but like it was also excellent timing because somehow he was able to get maharaga right yeah maharaga to to take in i guess like take some attacks or get used to the unlimited void attacks. I don't know, man. This, I don't know what to think. This was crazy. I, li- I like that there was a decent explanation for why Gojo was coming out on top with the with the um, perimeter battles, arena battles, domain battles. Domain there we go. battles. There we the go. perimeter battles. Perimeter battles. Perimeter expansion. Yeah. I'll write that down too. I'll write it down. <laughs> Someone write it down because I actually have the cat on me and I can't reach my pen. <laughs> Someone write that down. Anyway, um, he he just was he was just able to deal enough damage every you know in their in their interactions to to beat him out. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just steadily collecting a lot of damage on Sukuna. Uh. But all of that stops now because he has to deal with this this fucking monster. It was he's the strongest summon of any series. What series has the strongest summon? Shenron doesn't count. He's not like a fighting summon. You know what I'm saying? You gotta get yeah. the Dragon Balls and all that extra shit. Like I can't. Can you like? You know? Do stands um, count? Yeah, he's probably stronger than an Egyptian guard card summon. Uh, and again, he's like Doomsday, bro. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. Nobody from Naruto. What the frog? You don't think the Toads can handle him? Negative. Mm. <laughs> but what? I mean, they you have almost to said kill negative, dude. The thing that took away Orochimaru's arms. Oh yeah, what was that thing? <laughs> I forget the oh, name, but I know exactly what you're talking thing. about. Yeah. <laughs> he was sick. Yes. He's like, no. No, my arms. <laughs> I can't do that. How am I going to abduct young boys to take over right now? <laughs> Dude, how useless would that jutsu be in current Naruto? Not, yeah, pretty useless. <laughs> the guy needs to be standing the fuck still in order for it to work. <laughs> Nobody uses hand signs anymore. No. Right. God, no. It's a waste of time. I they would like just cut off their own arms and then be like, 
hey, you activated my next level jutsu. Yeah, I feel like uh, Kishimoto invented the hand signs. I was like, this is pretty cool. And then after a while, I was like, man, fuck that shit. You got it. <laughs> you you know what this is. Whatever. Yeah, you know, you know what it is. I'm not doing all this anymore. <laughs> I'm not drawing hand sign panels forever. They're nice. Uh, I guess uh, I guess those are my thoughts. Cool fight. I don't I don't I don't know what's happening next. And it sucks that we didn't get it this week, but whatever. You know what's happening next? What? Gojo dies. Gojo's fucked. Yeah. I unless he has we need to see new shit from Gojo. Look if how we... scared look how scared Gojo looked in this top panel. He is no longer cool. Calm and collected that I knew from the beginning of the you series. Want, you want to know why he's scared? Is because he doesn't know how much Maharaga has adjusted to him. He doesn't know. He's adjusted there, enough. There's a chance that Maharaga has been adapting to him since the beginning of this fight. That would be too broken. No, the, it, there's a there's a very real chance because Sukuna doesn't even have to have the wheel present at all. He could just pull it out of a fucking out of a nothing sphere, right? Remember, that's what yeah. he did against the bug lady. He just pulled it out of nowhere. Like, there's a chance that it's been adjusting this entire time against uh against Gojo. Maybe, maybe what happened was that he lured Gojo into using his like into hitting him with his like cursed ability um in a favorable position where he knew like he'd you know he wouldn't be able to like he'd, he'd be able to bring out Maharaga. Maybe him getting hit was like, like you know, he had Maharaga out already or like, no, he has to, you have to summon him, right? He has to get hit. He has to get destroyed by the move first. And then when you summon him again later, if you survive, then he can't get killed by it, right? No, you works. don't have to get no, hit by him. He, if he doesn't die, he, uh, um, if he gets hit and doesn't die, he adjusts automatically. But he, he, had, if he does die and he comes back. Uh, it's he he's already adapted to it, so it's not going to work again. I don't know, man. I feel like maybe Sukuna took advantage of unlimited void somehow, like made it so that how, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be about the fact that like he 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 wanted to get hit by that attack because that was the only time he got hit by unlimited void, right? The whole match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that was almost a one hit KO. Yeah, it was supposed to be a one hit KO. And he was able to bring out Maharaga while he was looking into unlimited nothingness. His brain was overloaded with all the information that ever existed, and he still called for Maharaga. That's that's a true bomb. It's, it's because the the wheel has been active, like I think, this entire fight. Yeah, I think that's and, possible, to be honest. Huh? I think that's possible. So yeah. This is the and that's that's the problem here because now we need to see Gojo do some shit we never seen him do in order to win this fight. If if he has pushed himself beyond like what he's been capable of before, he has a chance to kill Maharaga, but even then Maharaga alone is a fucking menace. It is an absolute fucking menace. And the amount of resources he would need to kill Maharaga is already putting him at a, an extreme disadvantage against Sukuna alone. So it's like he he's kind of fucked. 
I don't know what he does to win this. Like the the odds are way too heavily against him right now with Maharaga being out. Hmm. Um so I don't know. I I think Sukuna just just straight up won by summoning Maharaga like in this fashion. Because now also Gojo has no curse to en energy, by the way. So he has to survive against Maharaga and Sukuna with no curse technique. He has to stall what like five seconds to to get his shit back? I don't know. I don't know how long it takes. Well, um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it it's he might not be able to do it, but I don't know. He would have to need he would need to have help in some fashion, I think. Yeah. But I it's it's a little worrisome. If there's anybody who can probably come back from this is Gojo, but also I just don't know what he could do to 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 turn this around. But I'm sure they're gonna go into extreme detail next chapter about I can't wait what happened with Maharaga, <laughs> how much Maharaga is adjusted, and Maharaga. what Gojo is gonna Maharaga. do to counter it. Maharaga is just a cool name. It is, and it's a, it's menacing. It is the most menacing fucking thing in this series. Well, I called him something else way earlier. Yeah. Like. Before, I think before, like before we started the podcast, I don't remember. Yeah, it wasn't Maharaga though. I know that. Um, anyway. you guys know what the streets are saying? I do know what the streets are saying about this one. What's that? That Sukuna is a fraud. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> they say everybody. I sent you guys a TikTok a while ago that. Uh, that's super funny. I want you to guys. You don't have to watch it right now, but I'll, I'll resend it to you guys in the group because this is so funny. How like I've seen multiple TikToks of people clowning on Sukuna, calling him a fraud because he he like cried out to Maharaga <laughs> to save him. <laughs> Wait, that's true. If if Maharaga didn't exist, Gojo wins. If, if he didn't have in shadows, dude, they went absolutely. The 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 internet is violating Sukuna right now. <laughs> Right. I have to show. I can't wait for you guys to see it. It's so funny. Oh, cool. <laughs> like the way people treat LeBron. Yeah. Worse. Oh my God. They are clowning him. You got to send me a montage. I got to I gotta send it to you right now. It's Every it's, single one that's funny, send it to dude, me. Dude, I'm going to send it to you right now because that shit is just too fucking funny. Uh, I, I'd love to have a fraud discussion about it. <laughs> Because people are going absolutely bananas. <laughs> like, they made full, like, edits about how much of a fraud he is. And it's the funniest thing. Uh, I've said it. To I mean, me. it was his plan to, to take the kid with the ten shadows. All right. I'm, uh, I'm sending, I uh, just sent it to you guys. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this chapter was crazy, though. Not for nothing. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Uh, I do love like the, I do like the uh, cogent like way that Suka like Gojo beat him. Now I understand like why he kept doing that shit, like why they kept having domain battles. Is just like Gojo was just like biding his time, 
<laughs> Did you guys see it? <laughs> oh, they're watching it now. But it, it, it <laughs> they went, bro. They went crazy. Just watch. Uh, but in any case, yeah, he was just like biding time until Mikuna. Mikuna. <laughs> His Mickey Mouse Yeah, yeah, I gotta look that up. Dude, it's so funny. The, the caption is Mick, Mickey Kuna and his fraud house. <laughs> That's deep. He is alone, no. the fraudulent boy. They barbecued him. <laughs> that was pretty soft. I'm not gonna he lie. Alone is the fraudulent. But if he boy. had all his fingers, you know, if he was that full power, he does have all his fingers. Or most of it. Power? No, he's missing one. I think. Ooh, he ate his own skull. Oh yeah, he used that as a way to bypass the the missing finger. I think forgot about that but in any case yeah it was like the way that uh he used the domains to just kind of like create um just create an opening for like it for like just that one point one second so he could actually use the unlimited void gojo's problem is that he got a little too greedy towards the end there he wanted to make this guy suffer Oh, that's true. He he got he too much flair. Yeah, I think he he should have he could have probably just like one shot at him, but he got a little greedy on it, and a lot and gave this guy an opportunity to fucking strike again. Boy, I can't wait yeah. till next week. That's all I have to say about Jujutsu Kaisen. I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts. No, man, Jujutsu Kaisen is just so fucking good, dude. It's I talk about it every week, but goddamn, this series just keeps on hitting. It hasn't missed in so long. This series is so fucking good. It's mm. it's the most consistently good manga I've I I think I've ever read. I'll say it, this: it, it just I think it, it just, might be my favorite. If you were to see, read a series week to week, like I think Jujutsu Kaisen works really good week. It to week. is. I think this is the best week-to-week manga right now. It's so good. Oh, fuck. I love this series so much. Every every time, every week, it impresses, and it keeps building upon it itself over and over and over again. It is so good. Um, yeah. and, and it also makes me uh, miss Hunter Hunter so much as well. Yeah. We all miss Hunter Hunter. Because I forget how much I love Hunter Hunter as well now. I miss the weird faces. Because <laughs> it, it just scratches the itch that it, it like fills the hole that Nen has left in my heart. The technicalities. Yeah, I love how intricate everything is and how it, it like takes what World Trigger gives, like the, the play-by-play that World Trigger gives, and it fuses it with nen it's so good it's such a good idea oh yeah those are my thoughts all right well um 
Yeah, I guess we can uh, move onward then, yeah? Yep. Alrighty, let's go. Did that work? No. Wrong drop. No. <clears throat> oh, I have it on mute. <laughs> My bad. Get on. That is just a cope by people with well, agendas. People with agendas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Black Clover. This is Black Clover, chapter 366. Headliner. A very fitting chapter title. Um, last, yeah. last we left off, the Black Bulls were getting absolutely uh, raffle stomped. Uh, they were getting uh, they were getting wamsgammed. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like an appropriate word. They were getting wamsgansed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, by uh, Damnatio and his uh, almighty yeah. sword and scale powers. And Nisha was making him play the board game. Yeah. Boars on the floor. Le yeah, he was making him play boar on the floor. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're still on the floor. But somehow less humiliating. Um, yeah, you're right. But, you Just know. Because they had dignity, that's why. Yeah, they, they went out with honor. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. Um, but in any case... uh. It was not looking good for them uh, until uh, Asta came through the portal. And uh, we start this chapter with uh, an explanation of how, how that happened. Um, so I think Asta intends to go alone, really. Uh, but, you know, that's when uh, Finral opens up the portal with uh, the reality warping cat that belongs to that uh, witch lady from uh, the Black Bulls. And um, the... The yarn cat. Huh? Yeah. The yarn cat. Yeah, the yarn cat. And um, the samurai, the, the shogun Ryu, uh, asks if they've got room for one more in the portal. Um, and he asks, and Finral says yes, so he asks Finral to take uh, Ichika with him. Uh, and she's like, wait, why are you saying? we? I, sh I mustn't leave you. And uh, he's like, well, if you don't take Lucius out now, then the Land of Sun is done for anyway. So, right. you know. Uh, the strongest guy, uh, Musho Gatake, he says, "Like you go ahead and you go ahead, and I'll stay behind and uh, take care of the land of sun." Um, and uh, Ryu says, "Like hey Ichiga, go see Yami, and you better come back alive." You hear? He says, "The fate of the world is in your hands." Asta, go flatten Lucius, and he's like, "Yeah!" And with the power <laughs> of friendship and portals, they walk through the portal together. Um, Asta sees all of his friends. Uh, just caked in defeat. Maimed. Hmm? Maimed. Yeah, maimed, destroyed. Uh pretty bad. Um and Damnatio is just like, you've come. Anyone else who could have got who could fight has fallen. It's too late. And uh Asta says nothing. He just uh summons his demon destroyer. Um and uh, he, he says to Finral that uh, they still might be able to save them. But he says, uh, stay behind and treating them so I could take this guy on my own. And he says, I'm through losing. And uh, super cool Shonen protagonist moment as Asta walks over to Damnatio. 
Um, and Damnation was like, hmm. So he has no magic. So my scale magic is useless against him. So I will pass judgment on you with atmosphere magic that Master Lucius has gave me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Asta does the cool, weird anti-magic shield. And he's like, he even canceled that out? Has his magic evolve? Uh, and Asta like, just says, he's like, your magic seems invincible. But it looks like a bad matchup against my anti-magic. And Damnation's like, well... I'm a paladin, so I have vast magical power. And even in terms of actual strength. Actually. I'm a paladin, right? That, that also means I'm actual strength. Actually, I'm a Not paladin, so I have uh, four slot, spell slots. And <laughs> Even in terms of a simple physical ability or swordsmanship, I'd never lose. He said, there's no way I could lose. So he, he and Asta go over to Clash. Uh, he's like sinner who dis sinners who disturb Master Lucia's peaceful order fall in the name of justice. And um, Asa's like, "How is what you guys are doing just or peaceful?" And the chapter ends with a big two page spread where Asta uses his Tenzin to basically uh chop him up like salami. Zetin. Yeah. Jim oh, Zetin. Did I say Tenzin? Yep. My bad. I read it wrong. Yeah, you paid for it a derp. That's fine. Yeah, I'll pay for it. This is my second derp today. I want that on record. Oh, I thought I had one. How many derps did we get a super derp? Five. Derp. Then one week. That's not a derp, Brian. Derp. Simply inquiring about the derp system is not a derp. Derp. You know, Brian, you don't understand. You're new. To, you're new to the game. You're you're a rookie. You could get a derp. Be careful. <laughs> I think it was five in one day, actually. You don't want to derp. It wasn't about the week. We had to change the rules because you were you were very dangerously close multiple times to get a super derp. But it was also other people, too. Well, you were the only one in history to get a super derp. <laughs> yeah. In the history of this planet, Josh is the only one to receive a super derp. And well, you said Tenzin. Okay, I have this two. is an avatar Legend have... of Korra. <laughs> I have two. It's okay. I still got three left. Anyway, so Asta uh Asta cuts through him. And that's where the chapter ends, actually. Josh, what did you think about Black Clover chapter 366? I um this is a very fast chapter. It's only 13 pages with like two different two-page spreads. But I'm going to tell you this, uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, Asta, it, there's a different tone to him right now. Do y'all feel it? Yeah, I feel it. Like, he's, he was never playing around before, but he doesn't, I think he's over it. I mean, he said he's done losing. But I don't think he actually thought he meant, like, losing, like, fights. I think he means, like, I'm done with all these niggas that's beneath me thinking they have a chance. <laughs> you know, it's more on a, 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 a respect level. You know what I'm Like, a, a fundamental. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done with these people who I can, who I can solo by my very nature. 
I'm not even going to let them think they have a chance anymore. That's it. It's not for sport. I'll cut you and your scale. Fuck you and your scale. Fuck your paladin magic. I'm going to kill your boss. And your dumb four horns. Go ahead and send the rest of your fighter ass, mini boss ass characters after me. They're all getting rolled up <laughs> in this dutch. I'm, I've come to smoke multiple packs today. Oh, yeah. More fucking chimney. <laughs> I'm on fire now. Yeah. But, I mean, those are my thoughts. What can I say? Uh, I can't wait to see uh, when the siblings meet. Yeah, Yami and Ichika. Mm-hmm. What if Yami becomes a paladin and Ichika has to set him free, basically? That'd be lit. That'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty cool. Brian, what did you think about this chapter? So, um, over the years, you know, I, I've been, I've been going through, I've been watching, I've been reading every time chapters come out, I read like the chapters I'm most excited about. I read those first, like the series, you know, like, oh man, I'm so excited to read one piece. I'm gonna read one piece first right away. Oh man, yeah. I'm so excited to read My Hero Academia. Right now, it's fucking Black Clover. Oh my what? god. Are you joshing us? No, I swear to God. Every week, every week, I'm like, oh my god, it's Black Clover. <laughs> Black Clover's out. I gotta read this shit first. I'm I love I love reading Black Clover so much. It's it's just it just brings me back, you know? It brings me back to like a good like like a good time in my life where I could just sit down and like um watch Naruto and oh like you know it's it it's just a series that's so simple and so special you know it like Asta has the same energy that Luffy has Asta has the same energy that Naruto has and you just feel safe while you're reading Black Clover and I, I, I just really fucking enjoy it so much, um, and I'm really, really fucking excited to see what changes Asta has done, um, with this new application. I forget what the new power system is already. I forget what it's called. Do you guys Zeten. remember? What was it? Zeten. Zeten. Yeah, hockey, right? Basically hockey. Like maybe Basically. he coded himself in Zeten. And became literally like an anti-magic body, which would be sick. Um, but man, I I look forward to Black Clover every week because it's just so it's so it's such a fun series to read. And I'm I'm really excited to see where it goes. Honestly, I don't got much to say about it. Um, but I just want everybody to know that I'm really enjoying this series. Oh. It's really cool to know. Um, yeah, I've uh, I really enjoy just like the shonenness of it all. You know, it's very Dragon Ball Z esque. You know, whenever when go, it's like you know in the Saiyan saga when Goku would come down and he was like, "You beat up on my friends. Well, yeah. I'm the main character, and you're not gonna have to deal with me now." So it's very reminiscent of that. It's oh, and these moments are always just so cool in in manga. So. 
I am here for it. I love the uh, art style as well. It's super cool. It is a very short chapter, or at least it feels that way. It is actually genuinely 14 pages long. So um, I had a good time reading it, and, you know, I'm very excited to see Ichigo meet Yami and all that stuff. So, yeah, I don't have too much more to add, but, yeah, Black Clover, Black, Black Clover uh, clears. Clears. He clears. <laughs> is that what the kids say these days on LOL? <laughs> no, nobody says that it in League clears. of Legends. They all just it... lament the fact that they're playing that game. Damn. It's a fucking hellscape. Damn. Why you play it's it? Purgatory. Because I'm addicted. Mm, that's fair. All right. Well, are we uh, ready to move onward then? Yeah. Then let's yeah. go. A hockey man? You mean a fighter who relies on hockey? Uh, Undead Unluck. Yes. And uh, I'm going to throw this over to Josh so he could cover Undead Unluck. All right, Undead Unluck by Yoshifu Motozuka, chapter number 168. That I always dreamed up. So um, last week, I'm just going to give a quick little recap of the chapter. Um, we got the conclusion of the Mui and Shen arc with uh, Shen beating the shit out of everybody in the tournament on his way to um, fighting his future wife, Mui, who is also an excellent fighter that he unlocked his uh, negator ability with and also showed Fang, the kung fu bastard of a father figure, to make his cold heart melt a little bit. It was, it was sweet. Well, now we're here. We are at... um. Shen waking up from... Oh, yeah, Shen defang in a fight using his negator ability. It was kind of crazy. Uh, it counts, because... Fuck thing. All right, so um, Shen wakes up in the uh, in a hospital, and everyone's excited, you know, that he's alive, and Shen knows immediately that, you know, his heels were wounded by extraneous methods via this pill that I guess they got from the tournament that they were going to use to uh, save Mui's brother, who was sick. But what happened was she split the pill in half, gave one Shen, one to the brother. So they both good. But they share a really super sweet moment uh, where Mui has to cover his, you know, Shen's eyes. And she's like, listen, you the man, you do this, this, and that, but you better keep yourself safe because you need to stay alive for the rest of our lives. Because I'm going to be your wife. And if you hurt yourself, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And he's like, yeah, bad, babe. He said, uh, I, all right, I'm good. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I can't, I can't speak it either. <laughs> I don't even know why I almost I attempted. I don't know what, I don't know what the reference point is. Well, anybody, uh, that speaks that type of that specific Chinese language. I don't know if it's Mandarin help. Please. I have no idea. I can't um, I can't read it. Never would okay, so yeah. moment, But they asked, Oh, like where's Fuko at? And we cut to uh of course Fuko and Fang fighting. Fuko's struggling, Fang looks like he is elated beyond comprehension. You know what the term euphoric means? 
Yeah. You for Yeah. Yeah. That is the correct term for fame. He wants to marry Fuko and fight her for the rest of his life. <laughs> and I don't mean like skip meals. You know what I mean? Only like eat, eat like like shit, sleep, and fight. That's all he wants to do with Fuko for the rest of his life. Yeah. No sex. Just fighting. No, just fighting. Please let me put my hands on you for years to come in Mortal Kombat. Yes. No one else, just me. Just me and you fighting forever because that's how relationships work. Until you start getting trash and then I'm going to kick you to the curb and find someone stronger. <laughs> you better oh, not fang. get out of shape. Fang, fang, fang. What are we going to do with him, Rahan? He's like Uncle Lester. All right, let me stop. <laughs> you know, Mo. Yeah. Mo. Yeah. 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 So, um... Fang is like, all right, so um, after after they finished their fight, well, I guess they finished the fight because like they was, the agreement was for them to to fight until uh, Ben woke back up. And also there's the stipulation that if he could take at least, if she could take one round from him, that he would join their little organization. And uh, she couldn't take a round off of him. So he's like, yeah, peace out. And I'm not taking care of shit anymore. That's your responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Fang guys, he's great. Him him and Endeavor. They'd be great friends. Like early Endeavor. So anyway, um Fuko holds up Stan and he's like, Look, I need you to join us. I have an integral role for you to play, and it's a big mission. Something, something beyond me that I'm worried about, which you know that turned him on. Like, oh, oh, something strong to worry about. Okay. Uh, so we come back to the apocalypse table, and you know he's 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 just mad that they're all there enjoying each other's company. What else can I say, man? This guy's a piece of shit. This book, I like him though. Um, Fuko makes a point that yo, like we're over halfway. Uh, there, as far as the negators uh, joining, they have 13 now, and they only have 11 more to get. Um, oh yeah, they did count Andy. I guess I didn't see him the first time I read it, but that's him to the left. Yeah, to so yeah, 11 more to get. And that, um, you know, she's just there about to figure out who's the next negator to get. So uh, Fuko sees the paper, and she's like, "Oh shit! All right, we got some change." <laughs> I don't even know how it's supposed to go. I ain't never been in no situation like this. Not IRL or in loop world. By that I mean like in her personal life before the negator shenanigans and then her loop negate shenanigans. So yeah. Um she's like, bet um our next mission will involve infiltration as well as long term combat, and she's gonna need at least ten people. So she calls Gina. Gone, Mr. Billy, Ishin, um, Mr. Shen, Mui, Nico, I, uh, Ichiko, uh, herself, and one other, Mr. Fang. <laughs> I feel like she's just asked oh, everybody involved already. Almost everybody, not everyone. Tella? Almost. Did Tella get left out? Yeah, he's the only one, actually, yeah. But he can't talk and do nothing. 
Tella, you stay here, you useless fuck. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> it's ableist as hell. <laughs> it wasn't me. That was Fuko who said that. No, there's 13 of them. So two people are being left. Him and someone else. I don't know. Who else? Undraw. Yeah. He's fired too, by the way. We talked about that in the in the pre-show. Wait, who is? Uh, Andra. Mm. She she's cool. She's cute. Like, all right. Anyway, um. So yeah, you know, fan gets excited, thinking about what the mission could be, who the next opponent could be, and we cut to a school in Japan, and uh, Undead Unluck goes full slice of life, and they're uh, going to be in a, they're they're infiltrating the school in order to. Uh, catch you know in order to get Takara to join their squad and prevent his negator catastrophe from being bad. Everyone's in certain roles. A bunch of them are students. A couple of them are teachers. The older ones. Uh, Fuko is each uh, a student. That's funny. She also comments how she was never like she never got the chance to be in school. I guess because of her negator ability, like yeah. she manifested early in her life. So yeah, this is um all right. So yeah, that's that's the end of the chapter. Oh oh. So um, at the end, <laughs> we, uh, so all right. So like I said, um the older the older the older uh, members were uh were um teachers, and and one of them was a principal. Bang. Is the, was the uh was the gym teacher? He's screaming out from the yard. You set you set me up. You set me up, Fuko Izuma. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know. You know how tight he is right now. He was so mad. Oh my god! He he said it twice. He set me up. <laughs> you fucking guy. There's children around him, and he's like, "You set me up!" Oh my god, that this was the second funniest thing I read uh, this week in the in, in the comics. But yeah, all right. How did Ishin get the job as a principal all of a sudden? All right, he fits the role well. He I mean, does aesthetically, anyway. Gina, what is she? Uh. A Yaru girl? Yeah, I don't know what a Yaru girl is. Um, oh, that's uh... AKA gal, a fashion subculture characterized by flashy clothes, makeup, and hair. Oh, like oh. you know, like a mean girl or something, like a like an idol, dick. I guess. You sound like that. I, like that. I think they just mean a girl that that dresses really cute and shit, flashily, super confident and stuff. You get yeah, kind of like an idol, whatever. Yeah. So Christian, what were your thoughts on this chapter when you read it? I, uh, what were your I, initial thoughts? I thought it was really fun. Um, it is funny that they're doing all this effort to get to Chikara. Um, I think that's really interesting. There was something I read uh, from Oda not too long ago where he was talking about how, in theory, Oda could write whatever kind of genre that he wanted because he's already established early on that the Grand Line can be anything. So, yeah, yeah, he stated one time, he's like, if I wanted to make a sports manga, I would just make a sports island. And I feel <laughs> yeah. like 
and it would <laughs> totally work because I set the expectation that there are weird islands in the Grand Line. Uh, I think that's really funny, but I think that's something that uh, the creator of Undead Unluck is also taking advantage of. You know, he's like doing this uh, genre hopping thing where, you know, he went to a tournament arc. He went through like this uh, military espionage thing. And now he's mm-hmm. doing a slice of life manga, which is um, really fun. I'm excited to see how uh, they tackle this, given how funny Undead Unluck can be. I mean, we already seen a preview of it with like Fang losing his fucking shit. Uh, so I'm excited to see where this goes going further. Why did she? Oh, maybe she just needed one more adult. Intelli can't talk. Yeah, I don't know. And undraws. Why couldn't he? Whatever, we'll find out. Maybe she just feels like this is the way to make him a a good, to make him like love people. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, this me too. Ain't ending anytime soon. Cross, fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Yeah, but um. <sighs> yeah, those are my thoughts. I just did all of that. Cross my fingers and knock on wood. Yeah, all that stuff. I don't want that to happen. Um, Josh, what did you think? Um. I gave a lot of thoughts already, but I mean, I agree. It was a very fun chapter. Um, I like that the author is not afraid to hop between different um, styles. And it's just this, the overall theme. I mean, I know, obviously, they're going to save the day and the kid's going to be fine. But I'm just so interested if they're going to just try to be really funny about this or if they're gonna be, there's going to be a really like nice, wholesome point to be made. I don't know. Chikara, I don't remember his uh his tragedy. What's his unmove, right? Yeah, he's unmove. He did yeah, I don't I don't remember what happened with him. So it'll be nice. Excuse me. It'll be nice to um to revisit that. Yeah. I don't really have too many other thoughts. Yeah. Other than I, I feel like I gave a lot when I talked about the chapter. Sick. Fun stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm also good, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that was in that case. Uh, Brian's that, good too. Yeah, Brian. Brian doesn't read Undead. I'm like, he's. I'm too cool. He's <laughs> too cool for. Maybe in two more years he'll pick it. Maybe up. if Sasuke was in this. I feel no. like jo- Brian would like Fang a lot. He's he's like our little edge lord. Kinda. But Sasuke isn't even my favorite edge lord in Naruto. I know, but I I figure I forget it might know you know so. you know cards on the table yeah well that has been uh that has been undead unluck and that has been our show thank you all so much for listening as per usual you can find me at the chris hospital on twitter and instagram josh at jd cole underscore 37 on instagram at uh new trip city josh on twitter brian you could find at b.esp on twitter and instagram uh, you can catch him when he's streaming video games on uh, twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Uh, let us know what you guys think about the show. Any questions you may have, any thoughts on the chapters, the show itself. Uh, hit us up at newjobcitypod at gmail.com with any questions and all that stuff. Uh, or you can leave a comment on the video you're watching. If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, please leave a comment. Let us know what you guys think of everything and uh, give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Um, we could use some help getting the algorithm in now that we don't really have a video capability yet. So 
you know, it's uh, more important than ever to get some engagement going. So uh, do all that stuff. Uh, if you prefer audio podcasts, which is what we are essentially at the moment, you can catch us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, anywhere, anywhere you can think of. So, yeah. I have a question for everyone listening. Mm-hmm. If you had the opportunity to name your daughter these two names, Devon or Siobhan, what? Which would it be? Devon or Siobhan? Siobhan. Or Siobhan, would it be? Siobhan, would it be? Siobhan, would it be? Well, I would, thinking... do, I would do Siobhan with a B. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I like Shiv, so it'll be Siobhan. But, well, there you go. Let, let us know in the comments what you guys think about that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Stay safe, New Jump citizens. Peace. Goodbye.